0: Amen. Church family, turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. That's where we're going to be for our time together this morning. We're wrapping up this four-part series. It's been kind of cool, hasn't it? Looking at why we gather, the different things we do when we're here in church. So remember, we've looked at preaching, uh, we've looked at singing, we've looked at giving together. And now, today, we're going to turn our attention to prayer. Now, most of us in this room have one of these, don't we? These have kind of changed the way we do everything, hasn't it? For better or for worse, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. One thing that it's done is it's kept us in constant communication with one another. Like you have these relationships in your life, don't you? That that you don't really, between phone calls and texts, you never really say hello. You never really say goodbye. It's really just one constant conversation, isn't it? That's what we do. It hasn't always been that way. In fact, when I was a teenager... I would come home from school, I would do my homework, maybe, I would watch a show or two, and then pretty much, this is what my family would see of me the rest of the night. You got that, there it is, right? You remember that? That poor phone cord took a beating, you know, but I had to go in there, listen, because I had business to take care of. This is what we referred to as social media back in my day, Right? Had to take care of business. We had to build some relationships. Had to cultivate some, sometimes some very important relationships, didn't we? Had to get on the phone. Talk about those. And you could always tell the quality of the relationship by how it went on the phone, couldn't you? You know, you get on the phone with like a new boyfriend or girlfriend, and it's just weird. Like the conversation is still just like, how was your day? It was good. And then you freak out a little bit because you don't know what to say next, you know. But then some, some relationships were easy you get on the phone and you could talk and talk. You could just talk all night long. And you tried until your mother was standing at the door. Get off the phone. You know, and you let her know, like, this is a highly important conversation because, you know, when you're a teenager, every issue is highly important. Right? And so you say, this is important. And she says, I don't care. Get off the phone. And that's when the long goodbyes start. You know what I'm talking about? No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. (laughs) That's what we do. Because some relationships require a constant conversation. But you and I, as believers, we have a relationship with the very God of the universe. The one who created us. And, And not just created us, but if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, has redeemed you, has saved you. And yet for some reason, we seem completely content to let that conversation be a daily or weekly or maybe even monthly check-in. A conversation that's little better than a a one-sided situation report. Why? Why do we do that? I think it's because we haven't cultivated that relationship with Jesus. We haven't learned to just Sit and talk to him. And so we have no idea what it means to pray without ceasing, to have a constant conversation with Jesus. Stand with me, if you would, in honor of the reading of God's word. Let's look at a couple of verses in Philippians 4. We're going to look at Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. You can read along as I read aloud. They say this, Don't worry. About anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word today. Pray with me. Father, we pray that you would reveal yourself to us today. Teach us to pray. Teach us how to have a constant conversation with you. Grow our love for you. And it's in Christ's name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks. You can be seated. And that's what the disciples asked Jesus, by the way, in Luke. They said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Do you remember Jesus' answer? His answer is what we call the Lord's Prayer. Do you remember it? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now stop right there. Because everything after that is governed by that first part. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven heaven. So you see, everything about prayer at that point becomes not bending God's will to our will, but bending us to God's will, to the Father's will. And so today, I want our time not to be a sermon about prayer. Yes, we will spend many hours here at this church talking about studying about prayer and what the Bible says about it. But today, today, I want us to practice prayer. This is going to be a different church service than you're used to. The first service found that out pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of tears walking out that door during the first service. I want us to learn to seek his will today. I want us to learn to seek his will on earth as it is in heaven, and I want him to teach us what it means for him to guard our hearts and to guard our minds against anxiety with a peace that we can't comprehend, we can't achieve on our own, a peace that passes all understanding. That's what I want us to practice today. I want him to still our hearts and our minds. And I want to give you a model to do it today. And, and here's why. Because remember when you're, you're that little teenager and you got that new little relationship and you don't, know, you don't know really how to talk to somebody and it just feels weird and you're worried about what to say next. That's a lot of us in prayer, is it not? If I said to you, spend five minutes in prayer, set a timer, that would be the longest five minutes of your life, wouldn't it? (laughs) And yet, and yet we need that time. And you need to know, you need some guidelines, right? There's no magic words for prayer. There's no right way, wrong way to pray. But these guidelines help you. They keep you moving forward, not just on what to say, but on what to listen for. So I'm going to throw this up on the screen. Uh, It's an acronym. It's very easy to remember. The word is ACTS. Okay, remember we've been in the book of ACTS for a long time, so that should be easy to remember. A stands for adoration. We begin our prayers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now that's old English speak. I just say it that way because that's how we all know it, right? Okay, glorified is your name, Father. You're not here on earth, you're in heaven, right? You are on a throne above all God's bigness, His glory, His mightiness. That's the context for our entire prayer recognizing the goodness and the bigness of God. And then we move on to the C in your prayer that's gonna be confession. Now, remember, if you're a believer, your sins are forgiven. Past, present, future. So when the Bible tells us to forgive, if we're, if we're faithful to confess, He's faithful to forgive. That forgiveness has already happened. Confession is not to seek forgiveness. What is confession for? To agree. That's what that word means. When you confess sin, do you ever have these relationships when uh, you, you don't call the person for a while because something happened? Something came between you and it was a little icky. It was a little weird. And to call that person or to text that person, you have to deal with that situation, don't you? So you put off talking to them. That's exactly what we do with God. A lot of times we don't pray because we don't want to go there with God. I don't want to have to deal with that situation. But yet that's exactly what confession is. If there's something between you and God, confession is the time that you lay it on the table. That you bring it up. You thank God that he's already forgiven you for that. You recognize that that is not the identity that you have in Christ. You call it out and you ask God to help you realize the power that is already in you through his spirit to overcome those obstacles to him. That's confession. And then you move on to thanksgiving. Do you remember that old song, count your many blessings? Name them one by one. Because an attitude of thanksgiving is the context that Paul writes, that we bring our requests to God, remembering who he is and what he's done in our lives, recognizing that sometimes, sometimes he's answered prayer, we don't even know he's answered because we're not looking for that. We're looking for him to check off a list for us. And so part of thanksgiving is open my eyes, God, to things that you've already done, in my life and then and only then are you ready to move to supplication to present your requests to God that's when we ask him and we trust him we trust him for his his provision to either change things or to change us amen so today here's what we're going to do I know a lot of you don't really know each other very well yet We're going to fix that, okay? Um, I want you to look around, and I want you to gather into groups. And so if you have a larger family, you may decide to just pray together with your family. If you've got two or three of you, you may look around and find two or three others and get together. If you see someone that's by themselves, invite them to join you. And and, uh, Reed and Amanda are going to lead us through this acronym right here. And together, as a congregation, for the rest of our time, we are going to talk to God together. That's what we're going to do. I don't want you to be weirded out about this, okay? If you don't feel like praying aloud in front of people, that's okay, but you need to recognize we're not asking you to public speak here. You're simply talking to God in front of other people who also talk to God, so you're not being weird, okay? And I know sometimes that, that you're more introverted or you don't know anybody, but please don't let these pews become walls. You are members of a body And sometimes the body needs to come together. So lay down your inhibitions, lay down your pride, and let's in humility come together. And let's pray as a congregation. Can we do that?